Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's Culture Football. I am, of course, Gareth A., joined by the awesome, ever-awesome Andrew Pollard. And uh, we're going to be talking about well, a bit of a Premier League preview. Uh, we're going to be talking about Leeds. We're going to be talking about Leicester. We have made it to the L's. It's going to be a lovely show for you right now. But first, we need to talk about Leeds. Dirty, dirty Leeds, because I'm a Man United fan. Sorry for any Leeds fans out there. Uh, we need to talk about them. They've finally made it back to the promised Premier League land. And in all honesty, I'm not too sure what a, a realistic expectation is for Leeds coming back after so long. What do you reckon, Andrew? Yeah, I like how you have to get the dirty leads bit in there. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. That's gonna go down well on Twitter. <laughs> but I, that, that's that's all on Gareth. Nothing to do with me. I'm just a humble Wrexham fan. Um, yeah, I think with leads, I, I think I don't know when it comes to expectations for this season. I think the the fans, a lot of the Leeds fans, seem to have quite lofty expectations of of maybe a, a top half finish. To me, I think realistically, that first season back in the Premier League, I think it just has to be safety first, really. Um, you've got a squad there of players who they've been great in the championship for the last well, two, three seasons. They've been playing well, um, finally got that promotion. But there's a lot of players there that have never played Premier League football. Um, it's a big step up. I think some of those players will easily step up. But I mean, you've got like I know Pablo Hernandez played Premier League football, mm. but you look for the rest of the team and there's not I mean, Patrick Bamford who... Leeds have this weird love-hate relationship with, it seems, mm. the fans. But I think, yeah, realistically for them, I, I just for me, safety would be the target. That, that, rather than kind of uh, running before you can walk. I, I think it's it's been a long time since Leeds have been in the Premier League. 2004, they got relegated. So 16 years, which crazy that is. Um, that, that's such a big club. Um, it's, it's taken this long to get back to the, the promised land, as it were. But yeah, I think for realist, realistic expectations, I think it's, yeah, just safety first and then look for bit more the next year if possible yeah because it's it's an odd one because they've got such a an interesting project there uh with Biesler like just at, at the helm really he's, I think he's Pep said it himself for much of last season the season before that he is seen in his eyes as the best manager on the planet yeah. and that's that's huge praise coming into the Premier League that's going to be really tasty seeing him come, come up against the likes of Pep and Klopp and Mourinho and uh, Solskjaer don't forget <laughs> uh, coming up against it. It's going to be tactical just battles left, right and centre. Um, I think judging on the way Leeds have played, like you said, in the Championship in the last year or two, they look like a team that have a consistent style now. They look like they've got a philosophy and that always tends to go down a treat when you come into the Premier League. If you stick to that, you stick to the way you played in the past. Like you saw it with Bournemouth when they played their exact same style that they played coming up through the ranks. They didn't change it. They didn't go 
uh, sitting at the back, parking the bus and just trying to counter-attack. They went, nope, we've got a style of play. We're going to stick to that and see if it works in the Premier League. I think that's where they're going to get the most success. I just cannot wait for the Manchester United games, the Liverpool games, all these great rival just battles that we've been deprived of for so many years because that's that's what makes the Premier League such an incredible league. You've got all these little in-fighting, little sort of rivalries. It's going to be a shame for a while not having the fans in the actual stadiums to, mm. to scream and hurl abuse at each other, but we can do that on Twitter. That is what Twitter is for. <laughs> uh, but I think a big thing to ask is who you think out of the the squad that they've got there had that, like last season, those performers, who do you think needs to really up the game to get into the Premier League. You know, you mentioned people like Pablo Hernandez, obviously he's played in the Premier League before. You've got Patrick Bamford, who's played a little bit. And they've also got the likes of Jack Harrison. Like Jack Harrison's yeah, on yeah. loan again from City. I actually saw, here's a little thing, I saw Jack Harrison play for, I think it was New York City, uh, in New York. I watched an MLS game and um, he was nice. pretty good in the old MLS, but it's, it's nice seeing him at Leeds. Who do you think in that squad, based on their performances last year, really needs to bring it for the Premier League? Uh, I think key to anything Leeds do, it's kind of the obvious one, but it's Calvin Phillips, the the Yorkshire Perlow, as they call him up in those neck of the woods, um, who, of course, has got into the England squad now after, uh, even though Gareth Southgate said he wouldn't pick players who've never played in the Premier League, he's picked Calvin Phillips, which he's been kind of talked about as an England prospect for the last probably two years. So it's good to see him, and it'll be interesting to see how he does for England if he gets a game. As we're recording this, the Nations League games have not taken place for England, although Wales did get a nice win against Finland. Just throw that in there, 1-0. I'm, I'm half Welsh, so I, yes. I appreciate that. I <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Calvin Phillips is going to be massively key. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of hype around him, and, and a lot of players, a lot of players, a lot of fans... Uh, will not have seen him play because some people just watch Premier League football. So it's there's a lot of people thinking, well, here's this guy that I've heard loads about. Let's see what he's like if he's the real deal. So I think he'll be pivotal. I think he, I think he'll adapt really well to it. I think um, I think Liam Cooper as well at the back at centre half, who's just been a mainstay of this lead side for four or five years now as, as captain. It was kind of him and Pontus Janssen for the longest time, and then Pontus went off to uh, to Brentford. Uh, which was a bit of a strange move, but uh, yeah, I think Liam Cooper's going to be key at the back. Um, and yeah, I'm really interested to see how Pablo Hernandez does because he's done brilliantly for Leeds in the Championship, and now it's like, well, you you go back to the Premier League. He, he had spurts for Swansea in the, in the Premier League where he looked good, but he's now 35, and I think I'm, I'm interested to see whether whether he can cut it at the top level again. Um, yeah, there's there's a, there's a lot to be excited about on the Leeds side, I think, but also there's still I don't know, I don't know if yeah, like I said, I think that that just if they get if they if they're safe at the end of the season, I think that's that's all I'd ask for if I was a Leeds fan. I think it's one of them as well. Like just a really quick one. Um, obviously, they had Ben White for uh, last yeah, year. He, yeah. he was such a great performer for them. But obviously, now he's gone back to Brighton, and uh, they brought in uh, Robin. I believe it's Robin Koch. I don't want to say yeah, his name yeah. wrong. Um, but they brought him in as like a replacement. He obviously helped Freiburg reach eighth place in the Bundesliga last year, which was quite a feat in itself. Uh, but he's not exact. He's a German international technically, but he's not proven like so many of those Leeds players aren't proven in the Premier League yet. So it, it's so many. So many of the current players, so many of the players that they just brought in are gonna be it's gonna be sink or swim, really, for most yeah. most of the season. Yeah, it's I mean, for for years we've heard Leeds fans talking up about how they should be a Premier League team and how these players should be playing in the Premier League. And now it's like uh I can't say the phrase I was gonna say because that's a naughty word in it. <laughs> but it's kind of like it's put on your big boy pants sort of time where it's like, right, okay, you've the fans have talked you up for, for years. Now let's see if you actually are worthy of being in the Premier League. It's it's an unrelenting league. It, all it takes is a, a bad run, a bad start. And, you know, uh, and we talked about how you said about Bournemouth, how they maintained their style and it works so well for them to a point 
for, yeah. for however many seasons they were in the Premier League. On the other side of that, though, Norwich did the same and kept their style and came rock bottom. So it's like, it is, it really is wow. like such a fine line between... And you'd feel, though, if Norwich somehow managed to stay up this past season, if they just got that 17th place, then you mm. think, like, right, that's good. They Now they can carry on and, and carry on with this project, this this style of play in the Premier League and building it. Um, but it didn't work out for them, unfortunately. They got relegated. And I think with Leeds, it's one of those where if... They, well, they will stick with their plan of attack because that is what Bielsa does. Um, and it's it's either going to work brilliantly um, and it's something to build on for the next couple of seasons or it's going to go horribly wrong like Norwich. Um, and and also, Bielsa, the, the first season he was at Leeds was we saw his methods that towards the end of the season, the players just get burnt out. They get absolutely knackered because he works them to the bone. Um, and that, that's going to be interesting to see in the Premier League as well with the, the slightly higher intensity of the Premier League compared to the Championship. I mean, the, the Championship is a frenetic, fantastic league to watch and it, it, it's... It's a tiring league to watch and to play, and I'm sure. Um, but the Premier League could that I don't know could that come back to bite him on the the backside when when fitness comes into play towards the the big moments of the season. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be so much fun to watch Leeds. Just yeah, and also you talked about the rivalries there with Manchester United and maybe with Liverpool. I think it's, it's obviously since Leeds were last in the division in 2004, Manchester City are now the big boys as well. So mm. it's like. It's such a different landscape to what it was, uh, well, 16 years ago. So, yeah, I'm, I'm eager to see what happens with Leeds. They're going to get relegated. So, let's <laughs> nah, to be honest, I want to see Leeds do well. I just want to see them stay around so they can be our whipping boys for a little bit. Um, so, Leicester. We need to talk about Leicester because Leicester... Oh, Leicester had such an anticlimactic season, didn't they, last yeah. year? It was a shame because they looked like they were really... Well, as a, again, as a United fan, I wasn't too upset by this, but they were looking like they were going to secure potentially a Champions League place, which it, it just proved that Brendan, Brendan Rodgers was doing such a great job at Leicester ever since he came in. They were playing such a really expressive, expansive uh, brand of football. A lot of the, the younger English talents were coming in, doing really well. Vardy was just back firing on all cylinders yep. and then it just sort of fell off after the after the restart yeah they were one of the few teams that seemed to really not i, I don't know the, the the preparation just didn't seem to work out for them whilst everyone else was in lockdown um so the big question is are they are they going to be able to mount a top four push again i don't know i think it's gonna be a tough one uh, i think it's gonna be really tough for for, for leicester really yeah the the, the way they came back from the restart after lockdown was just, I mean, they, they lost to Everton. They got spanked by Bournemouth 4-1. Uh, they had the, the the big two final games against two teams they were competing against, Spurs and Man United, and they, they got beat 3-0 by Spurs and then 2-0 by United. And it's just, it was Leicester's, uh, Leicester had the Champions League spot and it was theirs to throw away, and they threw it away. Um, and I think that, I don't know. You look at the, the top four as it was last season. There, obviously, I think Manchester City and, and I think Manchester City, Chelsea, and Liverpool will be in the title hunt. I think Man United will be there thereabouts. You think you know, Arsenal bring make some really good signings. Uh, and again, the, the longer Mikel Arteta is there and gets to implement his own uh, approach to the side, I think they're going to really flourish at some point. Uh, I'm not saying title contenders, but I just think it's going to be fun to watch Arsenal. Mm. You've got Spurs possibly uh, if they can bring in some faces. So it's. I think there's a lot of teams that are kind of stepping up or going to be stepping up. And Leicester right now, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit worried if, if I was a Leicester fan and I was dreaming of playing Champions League football. Uh, I, I just, I think it's going to be really, really tough for them to crack that top four. But then you can look at realistic expectations as well. Maybe I think last season, I think a fifth place finish at the beginning of the season would have been a really good season for Leicester. Mm-hmm. It's just that they had that spell where they were second. They were, they were right in the hunt at one point and it's just the way they spectacularly fell off. But I think, 
all in all, fifth was a good finish. And, and I think if they got fifth again, that would, to me, would be, I'd say, a successful season. But are they going to get top four in Champions League football? I, I don't think so. And that's, that's in terms of like looking at Leicester as a squad right now, it is, mm. it, that's, the, that's the big question. What, what have they got to do now to try and rejuvenate and catch up to the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham? These, these aren't even teams that are title-challenging teams. These are teams mm. that are going to be in that hunt for that Champions League place. Um, where do you think in terms of addressing the squad that they've got? What do they need to do? Because you've got the likes of, I think they brought Perez in, was their big yeah. marquee signing in the summer last year. He did all right. He, had, he blew a bit hot and cold. Um, the, the, some of the, the guards, the guys that were still already there, is Sunku, uh, Pereira obviously got injured a little bit, but he was mm. performing quite well. They've lost Chilwell now at left back, which is a huge loss for that squad. Got, that's the second summer transfer window in a row that they've lost a massive defender at the back. So, what have they got to do? Um, I, yeah, I think there's a lot needs to be addressing. And the, the well, Chilwell, they got well, reportedly between 45 and 50 million pounds. So, there's that coming in. Uh, I think that needs to be used well. They've, they've just signed, I think it was today it was finalised with Timothy Castagna off Atalanta uh, for 20 million, I think, uh, there, thereabouts, who predominantly can play right back. And maybe, that, maybe that's what they've got in mind and maybe switch Pereira to the left side because he's he's played there last season. Mm-hmm. I, he had a brilliant season, but yeah, until he had that bad injury. But I, yeah. yeah, you look at the centre-halves to me, there's Soyuncu, there's Johnny Evans. Um, and I, I, Johnny Evans is one of those players who always gets a lot of stick. And I think he's, yeah. he's a very good centre-half uh, to me. Is he is he the, the best in the league? No. Is he close? No. But he's a very reliable solo centre half. I thought him and Soyuncu worked well. Mm-hmm. But then we saw towards the end of the year when like when Soyuncu was suspended or, or Evans got injured, then they're relying on thirty six year old Wes Morgan to come in. Who, I, yeah, to me, he's been obviously a, a legend of that club, captained them to the Premier League. But uh, I think any Leicester fans themselves would, would be prepared to just see him sail off into the sunset. And th- there was talks of him maybe moving on to a coaching role. He might even have started that and having maybe one last season as a player coach and then retiring. So he's towards the end of the line. I think to me, they need another centre-half to come in. Um, the midfield looks strong still. When you look at Wilf and Ndidi, mm. you've got James Madison. I really like Denny Pratt. And and then there's Yuri Tillemans, who's a fantastic footballer. Um, but yeah, you think a, a centre-half would be a priority for me, maybe a, a full-back, a left-back. And then going forward, it's that, that same thing with Leicester where they put all their eggs on Jamie Vardy and he keeps delivering but it's always, well, what if he gets a bad injury? What, what if he's missing for six months? It's, is Kylian Iacho going to step up? Maybe. Um, yeah, you've got Iosi Perez. And then you've got people like Damari Gray, uh, Mark O'Brien still around, and, and Harvey Barnes just around the wide areas. But I, I think they need something going forward, a, a, another signing or two. Um, Dwight McNeil is a name that's been linked for what feels like months now from, from Burnley. And I think that would be a really good sign. I think he's a really good player. Came through at Man United and they let him go. Uh, that's, yeah. that's that's nothing new there, is it? <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I think uh, to me, a priority would be a centre half, maybe a fullback, and then somebody in the final third of the pitch. Whether it's a an out and out striker to to uh, maybe be competition for Vardy, or if we're looking at a wide player, maybe that's what I'd be addressing if I was Brendan. Uh, Leicester, Leicester are a, a, they're a very interesting squad right now because if you look at them across the board, every single position, like you said, there's quality in there. Like they've got nice foundations. It's not a complete overhaul. They don't have to completely change things up. They've got a lot of youth in that side as well that's going to come good maybe this season, maybe the season after. There's time. There's time in this squad. But like you said, up front, they do look a little bit old. You've got Vardy there who can still deliver. He did it for much of last season. But that the, the clock ticks. It's just the way life is. The clock ticks and it's going to get to a point where it might be this season, it might be next season that he just 
starts to back off a little bit. So much of his game relies on frantic pace and getting in behind. Your legs go. It's just the way things are. So are they going to be able to bring in somebody like of that quality that's going to be able to bring in maybe 20 Premier League goals? Like a, yeah. a Premier League caliber player? They, they just don't. They don't just get given away nowadays. Like if you are going to maybe take a punt on someone, there's no guarantee they're going to hit the ground running in the first yeah. season. Off the top of my head, I can't think of many strikers that are available. Maybe if Luis Suarez didn't want to go to Juventus, you got somebody like that. But again, he's quite old. It's it's just there's not a lot of top top class strikers available that would probably want to choose Leicester over the likes of Tottenham, Arsenal, United, Liverpool, City, Chelsea. All these really incredibly talented super like filled crammed full of quality squads it's crazy yeah i think as well with with that situation it's it's a tricky one because it's a little bit like spurs uh, where we've heard that they want to go in for for to get new strikers as whoever it is as a as a second or third striker but you you know that if you're going to spurs you're always going to play second fiddle to harry kane um and so you're in that dilemma of a, a top top player isn't going to go there to sit on the bench um, and if you go out and splash money on the top top player, then that's a bit silly because he's not going to play because Harry Kane starts every game. And Leicester are kind of a little bit like that, where you know that Jamie Vardy is going to start every match that he's available for. And it's like it feels like I don't know three years now that everybody's been writing him off, uh, me included, uh, because I'm still bitter that he got promoted with Fleetwood at Wrexham's expense, going back to however many years ago when Wrexham were top of the league at Christmas, the National League, and Fleetwood just went out and spunked a load of money on everybody's best players in the conference and got promoted, and we finished on 98 points, man. It didn't go, go up. There's pain there still. So yeah, I can't Jamie, see it. Can't see no, it. no. Jamie Vardy and Richard Brody, man, up front with Fleetwood were lethal. But yeah, people have been writing off Vardy for like probably three seasons now as a top, top uh, level striker. And yet he still he still does it. And while I'm thinking now that this could be like, yeah, is he going to be as good next season? Maybe not. But then you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't not back him to go and get 20 goals again. So it's a tough one. And, and again, with that Harry Kane principle where if you're a, a big name striker and Leicester come into you and you're thinking, well, if I go there... I might not get a game. Um, and especially with, okay, even if Vardy, you could say if, if he's lost something in his game, he's going get, to always get the benefit of the doubt and play because he's a legend of that club. You know, his goals got onto that title, him and Wright Rebel. That whole squad got onto the title. I was going to yeah. pinpoint him and Maris, but it was just a collective effort. Yeah, yeah. Great to see. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I really don't know what, what you do with that one. Um, maybe maybe they see Iniacho as the long-term replacement. We've, it's, he's a strange player because when he came through at Man City, every game he played, he scored and he looked like one of the brightest prospects in world football. Mm. He got his move to Leicester for, I think it was about £20 million. And then he, he got runs of games and he didn't quite do it. And you're thinking, well, is this just a case of, okay, anybody can score in that Man City side at the time? Um, and I, I thought he, he looked better last season when he did play um, for Leicester. And maybe that's the option. They, they, they really believe in, in killing the actual. But I think... Somebody out wide, maybe. I, I think Dwight McNeil, I, I'd go back to that. I think that would make so much sense. Um, but I, so I think Harvey Barnes, I think, is, is um, yeah, I think he's really promising on, on the left. Um, but yeah, maybe you look at that right side and, yeah, I think you, if you could get Dwight McNeil in there, I know he Dominic plays on the left, and that would be a, a really good bit of business, I think, for Brendan. But we'll see. Yeah, and I think of any manager right now in the league who can maybe get some youngsters and get them to perform. I, like, I, f- I feel like it's maybe not the right phrase to use for Iheanacho. I don't know how old he is, but I don't, I don't feel like he falls into that bracket of up-and-coming youngster right now. I think he's mid, mid-20s, mid is he, maybe? I'd say, I guess I'd say maybe 23 by now, but yeah, he's not is that kind it? of 19-20. Yeah. He's, I think it's been maybe 23. But if any manager's going to like 
realise his potential and just unlock something in him. I, but I have faith in Rogers being able to do that, like he's done with Harvey Barnes and people like that. So it's going to be really interesting watching Leicester this year because a lot of people went into last season thinking, well, yeah, they might get sixth or fifth or something. Mm. They, they just, they, it was for the longest time, they were second place. So we just don't know. We just don't yeah. know. So we'll see what goes on with uh, everything in Leicesterville and obviously that horrible club in white um, that have come up as well. And yeah, that has been our Premier League preview of the first L clubs that we're talking about uh, going forward in this series. I have been Gareth from What Culture Football. You can find me at gmorgan04. Where can they find yourself, Andrew? You can find me at Culture Left Peg. And don't send me any Leeds abuse. It was all on him. It was all you, dude. He put me up to it. He put me up to it. It's cool. Um, go and check us out uh, on Twitter <laughs> at What Culture FC as well. And just keep an eye on these Premier League previews because they will be dropping uh, all the way up to the start of the new season where we're going to have loads of lovely content coming straight at you all regarding the Premier League. You'll see our lovely faces as well. But in the meantime, have fun, look after yourself, and we will see you very, very soon. 